Good morning, Hillary. Thank you so much. We are uh, we're live from uh, Turning Point USA uh, here in uh, West Palm, Florida. We have a massive, massive show coming up for you uh, that you're not going to want to miss a, a second on. And Stu, did you watch the debate last night? I happen to be on stage during it. So yeah, I, I caught. I didn't a, see it as much of it as I could possibly take. Uh, so yeah. about thirty seconds. <laughs> uh, but uh, so you were the one watching, though. Yeah, I mean, you, it, was, it was your turn to watch. It was very, uh, I would say, uh, it was not. There's not seconds. a good build up to it. It was like one of those things where I, everyone's in Christmas mode, everyone's in impeachment mode, everyone is in Star Wars mode. Nobody's in debate mode, right? Like that is not where the country is today. No spoilers, and you're really good at no spoilers. I'm really bad. Did you see Star Wars last night? I did see. Star I mean, you Wars have to answer night. that. Yes. Uh, that. <laughs> Spoiler that's alert! I did see it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Mm-hmm. So we have that coming up, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, and so much more. I'm going to give you a list of the things that are happening on today's show. The last Glenn Beck program of the decade hmm. uh, begins in just a few minutes. Finally. Hello, America. It's Friday. This is the Glenn Beck Program, the last one of the decade. And what a way to end up uh, this uh, decade. On today's program, Candace Owens, who is remarkable. I saw her speak last night here at Turning Point USA. And she is, I'm telling you, she's our Michelle Obama. She is uh, so likable, so uh, magnetic, and she her arms are actually toned. We don't we don't have to we don't have to get people in the press just to try to convince everybody she's got great arms. We'll talk to her. Also, Rudy Giuliani will be here. Bill O'Reilly will be on the program. Charlie Kirk, and in ninety minutes, a major announcement. All on today's program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. And we begin in 60 seconds. First, let me remind you, Simply Safe has a huge holiday offer going on right now. It's their biggest sale of the year. If you're looking to fully protect your home with award-winning 24-7 home security, now is the time to do it. We all know burglaries are on the rise during the holiday season. You know, everybody's traveling. Uh, you're going to leave your house empty. Well, not empty. They'll leave your house empty. You're going to leave your house without anybody watching over all of the stuff that most likely had just been opened under the tree. Simply Safe's holiday sale couldn't come at a better time. Simply Safe has everything you need to protect your home and your family. There's a smart lock, a video doorbell a pro to defend your front door. Stu, did you hear about the guy in Denver, Colorado, that had uh, one of these cameras on his porch? And he checks in, and he sees a guy leaving, uh, um, how can I, holiday loafs? Oh, no. Oh, no. Mm Mm-hmm. No. Uh, And he, no, and he was, he did it several times. 
On the same uh, porch? On the same porch. Well, yeah. different strokes, I guess. I, I guess. Hmm. Merry Christmas. Anyway, uh, if you had Simply Safe, you could have alerted police immediately. I mean, it, it, you would have been able to see it because you can see your front porch anywhere and you can just trip the alarm and the police will come. And you have the video evidence. So when it, the alarm is tripped, it calls the police, presents the video evidence. So it's confirmation that this is not a false alarm, which has the police respond 350% faster. It goes from like 45 minutes to 7 minutes. It's pretty an amazing system. And right now you can take advantage of 25% off. I've never seen them do this. 25% off and a free HD security camera. It's limited until, uh, what, I think the first of the year, maybe maybe even Christmas. So you got to do it now. SimplySafeBeck.com. Save 25%. Get a free HD security camera. It's SimplySafeBeck.com. So last night, believe it or not, was another debate. And you'll never guess who's fighting for the center. Elizabeth Warren is now trying to fight for the center. Elizabeth (laughs) Warren? Center of what? It's it's, it's insane. It's insane. Uh, I think Andrew uh, Yang had the exchange of the night, the one that was, I think, important, again, showing he kind of gets it. Here he is telling the everybody else on the podium, stop with the obsession of impeachment. Listen. It's clear why Americans can't agree on impeachment. We're getting our news from different sources, and it's making it hard for us even to agree on basic facts. Congressional approval rating, last I checked, was something like 17%. And Americans don't trust the media networks to tell them the truth. The media networks didn't do us any favors by missing the reason why Donald Trump became our president in the first place. If you turn on cable network news today, you would think he's our president because of some combination of Russia, racism, Facebook, Hillary Clinton, and emails all mixed together. Mm. But Americans around the country know different. We blasted away 4 million manufacturing jobs that were primarily based in Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Missouri. I just left Iowa. We blasted 40,000 manufacturing jobs there. The more we act like Donald Trump is the cause of all of our problems, the more Americans lose trust that we can actually see what's going on in our communities and solve those problems. What we have to do is we have to stop being obsessed over impeachment, which unfortunately strikes many Americans like a ball game where you know what the score is going to be. And start actually digging in and solving the problems that got Donald Trump elected in the first place. We have to take every opportunity to present a new positive vision for the country, a new way forward to help beat him in 2020. Because make no mistake, he'll be there at the ballot box for us to defeat. Hmm. To me, he's the, the most serious candidate. To me, he is the guy that if, if they nominated him, uh, you would have a chance uh, of actually turning some heads because he's serious, he's thoughtful, he's very left, um, but he has actually thought these things through and he is speaking to 
the American people. I, I can guarantee you that a lot of the people that watched this last night because they were Democrats, and I don't mean the Democrats who are, you know, out there campaigning right now. I mean the average Democrat. If they were paying attention last night and they saw that, I can guarantee you they were thinking to themselves, yes, finally, yes. Yeah, I do you know that in, in you, you know that in in uh, the um, the rally uh, where was that in Michigan uh, just a couple of days ago? Is that where he had that Michigan Grand Rapids? Where was that? Um, was Donald in, Trump had his. Go ahead. It was, I thought it was it was definitely Michigan. I think it was in Amash's district, wasn't it? I think it was. So he has this rally. Did you know that nineteen percent of the crowd were Democrats? 19% of that crowd were Democrats. This is, this is, yeah, you think? This is spelling doom for the Democrats. And believe me, I'm happy about it. But this is, they, they just don't get it at all. At yeah. all. They are so out of touch with people. Yeah, I think Yang does get it. Uh, I think he sees a lot of what's actually happening in the country. Now, to be clear, and you you hit on this, I think he would be a bad president. Like I think Andrew Yang yes. would be a bad president. His policies are not uh, are, are not good for the country. But number one, I think he is serious, and number two, he comes off as probably the only person who comes off on the stage as a good person. Like he's a good. He seems yeah. like a good guy. Like he's not. Con- yeah. He's not made his campaign about insulting uh, Republicans and calling them racist. He has made his campaign about his ideas, which I don't think are good ideas, but at least Mm -hmm. he's actually attempting to be real. He seems likable. And, you know, when you listen to him in scenarios where he's not just on stage kind of quoting his own uh, universal basic income program over and over and over and over again— you see, he has depth. He's thought of these things. He's listened to the libertarian and conservative arguments about them. He knows, you know, I mean, I, like that is, you don't get this from politicians. He he is different. So let me, he, he's changing the paradigm a little bit. Let me ask you, as, as, as an American currently functioning in this nation, would you rather have a debate where two people are calling each other names and it's a fight over racism or two people who were discussing universal basic income because the world is on the verge of change and we are headed towards what experts say is permanent 30% unemployment in the next 10 years. And that's only because of the upgrades of AI and everything else. They believe that we will have a permanent 30% unemployment rate. Now, That may not be true. You know, people say that every time, you know, we got rid of the horses and they're like, what are people, what are blacksmiths going to do? Yeah, it hurt for a while, but they found another job. So it may not be true, but at least we'd be having a discussion about the future of the country and what we're really facing. I would so much rather have that conversation with somebody I really disagree with. I mean, I've, I told you probably five years ago at least, you need, to, uh, you need to have the discussions about things like basic, universal basic income. Not because it's socialist, but because there's going to be a real outcry 
while we're in this transition. And just by pretending it's not coming is not going to be good enough. We'll be beaten by a really bad idea, universal basic income, because we won't even be addressing the problem. Andrew Yang is, he sees over the horizon. He's wrong, I believe, on his policies, but he should be heard and he should be debated seriously. And you saw that, I think, for the first time a little bit last night because we're down to seven candidates. He was actually able to speak a little bit. He wasn't completely ignored. Now, he's still at the point where no one is finding any benefit in challenging his ideas or attacking him. So he is in a, you know, he's in that nice little window where he's at four or five percent and there's not a huge point in going after him. Unlike Buttigieg, who was the focus of almost every uh, every back and forth in that debate last night, which is interesting because we said this from the beginning at some point. They're not going to just hand Pete Buttigieg the nomination. At some point, right. someone's going to have to say something negative about the guy. They attempted that last night, which was which is sort of the big takeaway uh, of of the debate. How did you th- how do you think that worked out? Was that effective? I thought he. I mean, I thought he did well fighting it off. Um, he, you know, you know, like you got, you, you know, Warren went after him with this attack of like, well, you're doing these fundraisers in wine caves, and you know, because he did this fundraiser with rich people in in a wine cave and took these donations. And of course, his comeback to Who that is cares. Right, well, this is classism. It's all Ugh. all all these. It's the oh, entire party's platform, basically, yeah, is to know, say you he's either racist me. or that he's you know he likes rich people too much. Bernie was calling everybody out last night for you know having fundraisers with billionaires. Oh, okay, so we've made it a B instead of an M because now Bernie, you're a millionaire. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great one. I love that. And yeah. it's, it's amazing how they say, I mean, Warren said last night, we can't have people who uh, have, who are, you know, super rich making, deci- making the decisions uh, for the electorate. And it's like, well, they're, I mean, one man, one vote applies to them too. They get a chance to say <laughs> what they believe too. And if they, they get to make the same, no, uh, no, Stu, donations, Stu, mm-hmm. Stu, mm-hmm. Nothing a billionaire has ever done has been any good. <laughs> Carnegie, what did he do? They gave us steel, and then what? Yeah, just then started. What? Mm-hmm. Just started forcing libraries all over the country. You know that he paid for. Uh, you know, uh, Bill Gates. What did he do besides change the way we work? Uh, and make things more efficient. Um, you know, that evil billionaire, and I kind of mean this one, Steve Jobs. <laughs> what did he do? I know. Except connect the entire world. I'm going to tweet about this right now on my iPhone and let everyone know <laughs> and let how evil know. he was. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Incredible. You got to get rid of those billionaires, man, because they did nothing to earn that money. All right, back in just a second, we have a major announcement if you were a blaze subscriber please check your email uh late 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 last night it was midnight on the east coast when i finally uh wrote this uh uh letter to give you an upper hand if you are a blaze subscriber or if you've ever donated to uh the nazarene fund or m1 mercury one you probably you should have gotten a letter from me last night open that up uh before Mm. You've got about 70 minutes, a head start. So open that 
uh, up so you can get the advanced scoop. And believe me, you're going to thank me for that advance because it's it's uh, well, you're you, every don't miss the announcement coming up in about 70 minutes. All right. I want to talk to you about X chair, X chair, perfect Christmas gift for my wife, because my wife comes in. She sits at my chair in the office and then she kind of swivels in it for a minute and she kind of sits up at the desk and you can just see the wheels turning. And uh, she's like, I don't have one of these. Hmm. Good observation, honey. Just a piss her up. Great observation. No, you don't. I do. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't have one of these. That's really comfortable. Yeah. Good observation again. It is. You know, there's 10 different adjustments there. And it's got the lumbar support in the back. So you just you sit up straight and you're really, really comfortable. 10 different adjustments. I don't have one of these. I know. You've already said that. Are you Are you okay? Do you? Should we go see a doctor? Because you seemed forgetful. Finally, I want this for Christmas. Okay, dear. Thank you. Thank you for just... Saying it out loud, right now, X-Chair has 30-day, no-questions-asked guarantee of satisfaction, zero risk. This is the next generation of office chairs. It's on sale for $100 off. Just go to xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com. Or you can call them at 844-4X-Chair. xchairbeck.com, promo code BECK. If you use that promo code, you get a free set of the new X wheels with your chair. It's xchairbeck.com, promo code BECK. We pause for 10 seconds, station ID. You know, I want to, uh, I want to share a... Uh, uh, kind of a Christmas uh, message coming up in uh, just a second, and it revolves around adoption. You know, the the best thing that um, you know, I was, I was just going to say, I was going to say the best thing I've ever done was adoption. But then I remember what people tell me about boats: the happiest day of your life is the day you get your boat, and then once you've had it for a while, you realize no, that's the second happiest day. The happiest day will be the day I get rid of that damn boat. So I, I'm, I'm not sure, but right now I believe the happiest day uh, is when my, one of my children uh, was born uh, and my son, Rafe, we adopted him. We got him at birth. It was just a miraculous thing. Uh, and uh, his birth mother was just, just one of the bravest people uh, I know. And... Um, there is a couple that lives in Seattle, uh, and you'll know them when you hear, but you don't know anything about what's happening in their personal life. And they have gone and adopted these children from China, and they specifically are asking for the ones that are abandoned, the ones who have major health issues, and they're in the hospital all the time in Seattle. I mean, you know, they walk into the front you know, of these, uh, of Seattle Children's Hospital. And they're like, hey, Bill. Hey, Steve, how are you? I mean, they know everybody because they're there all the time. And they have worked real miracles in these kids' life. And more importantly, these kids have worked miracles in their life. And I just wanted to share this story and their story coming up in a few minutes because uh, uh, we avoid hardships. 
we we have deemed that all hardships are are um, somehow or another bad, and they're not. That that's when you grow. That's when you change. Those are the di- Those are the times when you look back and you say, "That was really a great time." You were bitching the whole time about it. You didn't want to live like that, and you don't want to go back. But it was the time of your life that you you remember most times as one of the best times of your life. So I'll share that uh, with you. An amazing story coming up in uh, in just a second. Stu, what did you think about Joe Biden? Uh, Joe Biden imitating the stuttering kid. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, it's it's one of those things that uh, I don't think is all that big of a deal uh he no, is, i don't think it's a big deal at all yeah you know, he, but, but 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 i mean certainly if trump did it it would be a big deal right we all oh. know it would be there'd be new impeachment papers fire oh yeah, tomorrow yeah, yeah, for yeah. it absolutely absolutely but you know biden is and we talked about this when it happened he, the explanation from the campaign for why he's so bad in public and why he's been so bad in this debate is that he was a stutterer when he's a kid when he was a kid, he was actually a stutterer. He's talked about it before. That's not a brand new thing. Though... Is it possible some of the hair off his legs got caught in his throat? <laughs> Maybe that's why he was stuttering so much. He was standing in the... Yeah, because he stands in the pool <laughs> and his hair just kind of goes. And, you know, I'm just imagining these long locks of hair from He's his got, legs. Like, lines wrapped around the pool. Little kids right. want to come in the water just and rub his legs. Him. Yeah, no, yeah. not weird yeah. at all. Uh, no, no. no. Uh, maybe he that. was stuttering because they were rubbing his legs. Right. <laughs> da, 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 da. They're always da, under da, the podium da, rubbing his da, legs. Da, da. Um, yeah, anyway. Yeah, so that was but that was their big excuse was that he, it, he the problems he had as a child were coming back. Now, you know, mm. buried two-thirds of the way through the very long story, and I believe it was The Atlantic that wrote it, uh, is the idea that doctors don't think that's a thing. Like They don't say – you if you're a stuttering kid and you and – you, uh, are able to cure that, it doesn't typically come back when you're in your 70s. So stuttering's not like cancer? <laughs> it's not. It's a little different. It's a little different. A <laughs> little different. Okay, didn't know that. Learn something new every day. So I think he thinks he can. He's, you know, it's like, it's like uh, you are able to make fun of uh, Italians if you're Italian, right? Like he's thinking uh, I can, I, not even make fun, but I, it's okay. I can say these things because I'm, I'm one of them. I think that's his thought uh, process there. Though, again, uh, the thought process of Joe Biden is usually pretty pretty small and not exactly <laughs> dynamic. Hey, hey, he is up to date. He's he's doing no malarkey. He's, he's got a no malarkey bus. He is up to speed. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So there's only one week left for the Chamonix Christmas and Holiday Sale. Time is running out on Chamonix's best promotion of the year. And you're not going to want to miss out on it, whether it's for a present for somebody else or for yourself. If you have a double chin or a turkey neck and you want it gone by the time the relatives arrive, well, GenuCell's breakthrough jawline treatment. No, no one's specific. I'm saying that about Clint. Um, it uses I think M- you are. Maybe. MDL technology. Uh, by the way, you should look for a gift. I sent one to you, just unrelated to this. Um, from now until Christmas, get the classic GenuCell for eye bags and puffiness absolutely free. Plus, GenuCell's immediate effects for results in just 12 hours. You can look um, 10, 15, 20 years younger right before your eyes. And if you don't believe that, well, Mm -hmm. don't worry about it. It's guaranteed 
or your money I back. Can do it. Mm-hmm. I can do it. Okay. Uh, order today, or uh, and and you're going to be partnered mm-hmm. as well with Women Rising. They're going to be giving. Uh, Shamini gives a, a package, whatever you order, to a woman seeking support and assistance from domestic violence. Go to 800-577-8709 on your cellular phone or call Genucel. Uh, go to Genucel.com. Uh, your order today includes uh, Genucel's anti-wrinkle treatment and you're upgraded to priority shipping free, plus a, a surprise luxury stocking stuffer. Genucel.com or 800-577-8709. And go to blazetv.com get 20 bucks off your annual subscription for, for, for Christmas too we're hooking you up here glenn20off is the promo code Still a few minutes away from Bill O'Reilly. He's coming up at the uh, top of next hour. Also, Rudy Giuliani, Candace Owens, Charlie Kirk, and a major announcement that we are 60 minutes away that you do not want to miss. Um, I, I want to introduce you to a couple of people, um, Peter and Seth Talbot. Now, they're friends of mine uh, and also, full disclosure, sponsors of this program. But I wanted to have them uh, on just to talk to you about... Uh, an adoption that absolutely changed their family. Pete, Seth, how are you? Hey. Great. Good, good to have you here. Uh, Thank you. We were just talking about uh, adoption and uh, the amazing, the amazing gift that is. And you guys happen to be here, and you're from Relief Factor and big sponsors yeah. of the program. Uh, but we've talked about this for a long time because you went. Uh, and uh, adopted some children. You have two biological children. Yes. Uh, and you and your wife decided to get children from China Yes. as well. Why and how did that happen? Why China or yeah. why adoption? No, why China? China actually is, uh, up until this point, one of the easiest countries to work with if you're looking for children with special medical needs because they have a very, very, very long list of medically complicated children. If you're looking for a healthy child, um, then that's not the way to go. When we went the first time and brought home Eric, and that was six years ago, we were with a family that had been waiting nine years for the healthy child. So we were getting our child that was supposed to have cerebral palsy at the same time he was getting his healthy little girl. And how long did you wait? Uh, a little over a year and a half, but that was largely wow. because um, there were some major organizational changes happening with the agency mm-hmm. we were working with. It should have taken about a year, but we had some hiccups. But your there. son doesn't have cerebral palsy. No. What what no. what what happened there? Um, we had um, the experience of recognizing that a lot of what the medical assessment was was incomplete and just incorrect, and that was the case. Quite a few years ago, back in six years ago, we noticed by the time they went to go get Michael, and that was about three years later, uh, the severity of complications were higher on average. So when we went to, to, to bring home Eric, our first, there were a lot of children with minor issues or mm-hmm. less severe looking mm-hmm. issues. We were looking for a child that had motor control issues or vision issues. Why? Um, I mean, I, don't, I know that sounds... Yeah. 
No, no, no. Did you I, ask that as grandpa? No. Did you ask well, that? Well, we did. We yeah. did. I mean, Seth has always had, and Jennifer, obviously, a real love for kids. And then it was just sort of like they realized, how did you make that transition, son? Well, I would say we were, when you go through the adoption process, um, we were on a call with our agency and we were going over this thick sheet you go through identifying what medical complications you'll accept. Mm-hmm. And we had a real key moment because at the end, at the end of the call, our, our uh, agencies flippantly, not flippantly, but just casually mentioned, we were the most open family they had in the system. Mm. Well, the way that, that waiting children, the, the adoption system works is that every month um, the different countries release a huge batch of children's files. And then your age, all the agencies kind of do a land grab for files that mm. they think might match their families that are in their program. And then what happens is that those files get matched with parents, hopefully, and those that don't get matched go on the waiting child list. So at the end of the call, we realized that we were in line and near the front of it for children that someone else might adopt. And that was the moment for us going, we need to get out of line because we wanted to, we were looking for children that wouldn't have been adopted. That's the, and. So your first one you thought had cerebral palsy. Yes. But then Michael, uh, when you, did, did they correct this in China? They did. They did. They did. He was in a hospital within three days of being born. And he, he his esophagus was attached to his lungs? Correct. And he had um, a variety of other issues, including uh, heart complications um so he's he was far more far more complicated than the first this shocks me that china actually you know went they did to, phenomenal medical work that's amazing they saved his life yeah within three days the thing that's really sad about um adoption out of china is that the parents know that if they don't abandon the children they often can't care for the kids and they can't get the care they need and they'll die so um we have seen it multiple times where the parents have been forced to just for economic and access to medical care. We were with the, with the child who came with a birth note and they found out when they were in China and we were there when it happened, they found out that he had a twin and that the parents had even tried to sell their kidney trying to pay for his uh, um, uh, hydrocephalus surgeries because he had major brain problems mm. uh, yeah twins so they found out with a seven page letter from the parents that they had they had a twin and the mother's apologizing profusely in the letter saying there was nothing we could do i did everything and i tried to sell my kidney to pay for your care but i couldn't this was oh the only gosh. option to save your life and china stepped in so we've had now two children that have had legitimate very significant problems and china's you, you medical brought- care you brought Michael to the to the states. You found out his best friend yeah. was left behind. Yeah. Well, he came home and kept on talking about Lulu, mm-hmm. and um, so and and almost all the pictures we got of Michael in China had a photo of him with who he called Lulu, and it was this cutest little guy with this massive three pound tumor coming off the back of his head. Mm. Um, but they were inseparable. You could tell that they were doing everything together, holding hands, doing this, and actually looking after little babies together. It was quite Sweet. a story. It got to the point that when we were going back to go for a third adoption, we didn't think he was available. We had been inquiring about who we were calling Lulu, 
Um, but he wasn't adoptable. Well, we started the process just before Thanksgiving, went um, to Christmas and came back and picked up the process again because it's, it's like six to nine months of paperwork. And we picked the process back up, and our agency said, oh, by the way, Lulu isn't Lulu. Lulu is TNU, and he's available. Uh, you know, his file's like an inch and a half <laughs> thick, but do you want to look at it? Uh, that was a shock to us. Um, but we knew who he was, and so there was um, – when we played the video, when we went through this process, we didn't tell our children what we were doing for obvious reasons. When we played the video of who we call Jimmy now mm-hmm. running through the orphanage, as soon as I hit play, my oldest daughter exploded in tears and said, that's Lulu. We're adopting Lulu. And it was one of the most mm-hmm. impacting moments in our family. It was like, yeah, we were totally in on this kid from the beginning. So and that was and a year ago, a few weeks ago. Surgeons last year perform surgery on him to remove that tumor. Yeah, within a couple months of coming home, they were able to take the tumor, most of the tumor off uh, and do repair. We were told, and this was actually a big um, reason why we were able to move forward, is we were told our Seattle area is the one of the best places, in fact, the best place in the world for this. Mm. And so having the resources 25 minutes away at Children's in Seattle was um, – one of the reasons why they said you guys are a good fit and they picked us for mm. going to get him. So the one thing you told me, I don't know, maybe six months ago, you were talking to me, I think it was Michael, that you said you want to go back to China or you wanted to visit China. Do you remember this story? Yeah, this was yeah, yeah, this was ahead. Jimmy. Yeah. Oh, the, it was Jimmy. It was Jimmy, actually. Mm. Uh, his language just came so quickly. It blew our mind. And we talked about going back to China. We talk about China a lot. And he was quite resistant to that because he didn't understand he was staying home. That's actually been the, tra- the challenge of adopting a five-year-old is that permanence was something we had to teach him. We've, we've had to use a lot of different verbal constructs to communicate the idea of permanence of mm. I'm your forever father. And what's been unbelievable through this is – how he gets it, and then how he responds. And that's the thing that we, you know, when we were talking a few months ago about being able to maybe talk about this, I want people to understand the unspeakable, indescribable joy and experience, the distinct parenting experience of someone who didn't have a home, finding a home, and looking at you as father. There's a look when they flip. And it's something that you don't think about with your bio children because it's implied. It just it happens more naturally. They expect to be taken care of. They expect to be fed. They expect permanence. They, they anticipate impermanence. And when you have to train a child on permanence and it works, it's mind-blowing. And as we've tried to expose as many people to this, because one of the things that we were going through when we were preparing to bring Jimmy home was people thought we were crazy, truly crazy, supportive but crazy. But there was another family that we were in touch with that had far more children in the home with far more complications. And I reflected with my wife and I said, that really helped kind of normalize it a bit. That that helped knowing that this family that has to travel in a passenger van with hospital visits Mm -hmm. constantly, they're thriving. It helped. And so part of it for us was wanting to tell people 
you know, um, I was just talking to someone about adoption recently, and they wanted to know about how you get to that point. And I said, don't start with what you think you can do. Start with me, what you think you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. because you will assess what you think you can do incorrectly. Because in, in, unfortunately, what happens is that you link that with what limitation you want to do. Mm-hmm. It's it's too complicated, mm-hmm. and we thankfully had gone through a lot of spiritual growth and Jesus had drawn us to a position where it was very clear. I am here for that. And Jennifer came through a different route where she had a concern. So are there more coming? No, (laughs) not we're in the hospital. We're in the hospital. No, we're in the hospital a lot. Yeah. We are, uh, we homeschool five children. We, that's the lie. I apologize to my wife. She homeschools five children. Uh, and we're in the hospital all the time. And I don't say that as a sympathy play. This is worth it. We are happy and thriving, and everyone in the home wants to be in the home and is grateful. But we, have, we, are, at, we are at our capacity. Really? Because I have a couple of teenagers. <laughs> yeah. And they're, it's a very short waiting list. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, someone was talking to me about trying to train their children to be less spoiled. And I'll say, you know what, what really uh, was not... The reason why yeah, I yeah, never yeah. factored into it, but having participated with this, our, our children um, all are into this. They, mm-hmm. they are absolutely on board. And watching just how the Lord has working with the family, the joy as grandparents, mm-hmm. these little guys are just so special. But the whole family. It's the best thing we've ever done. Yes, it's stressful, but it's not stressful, right? It's it's joyful. If if you are thinking at all about children and uh, maybe having a hard time getting pregnant or whatever, I urge you, yes, best please. thing in my life, adoption, best thing in your life. It's 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 changed the trajectory of our family and 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 circle. The ripple effect has been unbelievable. Our church is ridiculously supportive. We came back, and one of my buddies, who's the pastor, um, I cook a lot in the home, and he said can you add another week of the food train? Because we have more families that want to participate in this than you need food. So do you mm. mind if we extend it for another week? You know, mm. we had casseroles stacked. Yeah, that's great. To the, that's but, great. but he asked, can you add it a week? That sort of support network has completely changed the dynamic of yeah. our, our community, our church, uh, friends, family. And, our you know, you have to go through a lot of hoops. And it is costly, but it is... It is well worth unbelievable. It. Well worth it. Seth, Peter, thank you so much. Peter, thank you. Thank you for having us. Right. All right. Thanks uh, for listening to the Glenn Beck program. This is the uh, last Glenn Beck program of the decade coming up in about 40 minutes. Uh, 45 minutes, we have a uh, a major announcement that you do not want to miss, and this one's kind of urgent, so you don't want to want to hear this one secondhand. Uh, we have Bill O'Reilly. We have uh, Rudy Giuliani, Charlie Kirk, and Candace Owens still to come on today's program. This holiday season, you want to be singing Christmas carols, not just, uh, you know, I have my identity stolen blues. Cyber criminals are crafty. They're everywhere. They have a million nasty little tricks up their sleeves. They are, I was going to say they're like gremlins, but they're actually a little more like Democrats uh, that are just always trying to get to your money. 
uh, our lives are so busy and so hard, I don't even have the time to be on the constant lookout for anything other than what I try to do in my job and with my family. But ignorance is not bliss, I'm afraid. It is important to understand how cybercrime is affecting all of our lives. Identity threats are a serious issue. Somebody's identity is stolen every two seconds, and it's not good enough just to be monitoring your credit because you will miss big things. Fortunately, there's LifeLock. They'll detect a wide range of identity threats, things like your social security number for sale on the dark web. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock sees the threats that you might miss on your own. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK. That's promo code BECK at lifelock.com for up to 25% off. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Hello, America. It's Friday. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, Bill O'Reilly is going to be joining us in uh, just a few minutes. I'm in West Palm uh, at uh, Turning Point USA. This is an amazing group of of 18 to 24-year-olds. There were about, I think, 5,000 people in the audience last night when I, I gave the speech. I gave the opening keynote, and it was, I walked out and I said, you give me hope. The, the, this group really gives me hope they weren't they didn't even exist five years ago and now they're all, literally all over the world i just i just met the uh the turning point usa uh uk ahead uh and he said i used to watch you as a kid on fox in the uk my mom would let me stay up until 10 o'clock at night and i would watch you and he said because of that, I've, I've started all of these things, and I just joined Turning Point. It's changing the world. Bill O'Reilly, coming up next. Is the Glenn Beck Program. Thank you very much, uh, Hillary. Bill O'Reilly is coming up next. And uh, Bill is... I don't know if you've noticed this, but Bill is a little opinionated. I had probably a little too opinion. Yeah, probably a little too uh, opinionated for his own good sometimes. Uh, but he won't listen to me. So probably nothing. We'll to just say let this him week, spout. Though. You know, there's just nothing going on. Well, there's there's nothing going on. He's probably you know he probably has been so touched and moved by the Democrats' love for the founders and the Constitution. Forty-five that, seconds. Uh, He's well, probably going to be weeping a lot the, of the time. Do you think the the just the solemn nature of this week has has got to his has got to his heart? Does it did it break him down emotionally to see well, how it solemn and sad they were? Yeah, to do this? It, uh, it's my understanding, and I haven't talked to a doctor yet. It would have gotten to his heart if he had one, mm. but I'm not sure he has one. So <laughs> we'll see, I guess. Yeah, we'll see. Bill O'Reilly, still to come. Candace Owens, Rudy Giuliani, and Charlie Kirk, all in the next 90 minutes, and a major announcement in 30 minutes, actually 25. Stand by, Bill O'Reilly is next.
fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. Hello, America. It's Friday. This is the Glenn Beck Program, live from West Palm at Turning Point USA, which is an incredible organization. And last night, I think we had 5,000 people uh, here, and it was just electric. 18 to 24-year-olds who are just so focused on learning history, learning about the country, spreading the word about uh, real conservative values. And these are the brave ones that are standing up in the universities and in their, even in their high schools uh, all around the country. We'll talk more about that. We have Rudy Giuliani on today. We have Candace Owens. We have Charlie Kirk. And the one, the only, Holly the Wonder Dog. Oh, and the person that she keeps on a leash. Bill O'Reilly, in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Imagine yourself now standing at the edge of a lake, and the fog is just creeping over the lake, and you see it, the steam coming off the lake as it's beginning to warm up and the fog burning off. Next to you, there's your son. Maybe maybe your family, five-gallon bucket filled with water and the fish that you spent all morning catching. You pull out your phone there in the middle of nowhere, and you realize this is the first time I've looked at my phone all morning. I've been up for hours. You enjoy that for a minute, and then you just open up the app and you fire up your Rectech grill remotely. You tell your son... Let's pack everything up. Let's go home. And uh, when we get home, I'm going to cook some of this trout. We'll have breakfast at home. And your, your son's smile says it all. This is the kind of moment that you yearn for. At least I do. That special moment between you and a member of the family that you'll never forget. Somehow or another, the trout just tastes better than it actually probably really is. Is it that special moment, or is it your Rectech grill? Probably, in this case, the Rectech grill. When you have a Rectech, you have a solid, heavy-built, quality grill that uses real wood, easy to use, high-tech. You can control the temperature remotely. It makes grilling perfection. This holiday season, give the gift that's sure to bring you and your family and your friends closer together. Get a Rectech grill. Do the research. People in the know choose Rectech. Rectech is far and away the best bang for your buck. Far and away. Don't make a $1,000 mistake. Make sure you check out R-E-C-T-E-C grills with an S. Rectechgrills.com. Bill O'Reilly now joins us. His final thought for the decade with a special appearance from Holly the Terror Dog. Uh, and uh, welcome to the program. Bill O'Reilly, how are you? So, Beck, I, I'm, I'm very prayerful. That's how I am. I'm praying, 
I knew, I'm prayerful. I knew you were going to say this. Yeah, and I'm praying for you and Stu. Um, Are you wearing a black dress? Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, I don't have okay. one, but, All right. um, All right. you know, Holly does. Anyway, okay. um, I'm praying for you and Stu because, you know, you guys spent about three and a half minutes maligning me. Um, and, you know, in the Christmas season, I, I just Crap, think you were that, on the phone? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I was hearing it. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody uh, alert me when you're holding. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so, Bill, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you because this has been an incredible week. Uh, I have a major announcement coming up in the bottom of the hour, so we're going to have to cut this short. But uh, I want to hear your thoughts on on the sad, solemn burden, the burden of this beautiful, glorious Constitution given to us by these genius founding fathers that they all adore in the Democratic Party. Did you weep um, for them? No. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm sitting here as an American, as a historian, and as a pundit. All right. So I have a three pronged um, opinion. And, okay. and I'm looking at it from an American. Let's take that first. Uh, bad for the yep. country. Everything just not getting us anywhere, not helping anyone advance their lives. Would everyone agree mm-hmm. with that? Yes. Yes. Okay, because mm-hmm. you're not going to get them out of there. Uh, you know, you can do whatever you want, Nancy. It's not happening. The Senate's not going to boot them. All right. The second and I think, is- Bill, but wait, 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 Bill, do you agree yeah. with me if they actually had a case, I mean, a solid case, that he was colluding, that he was doing yeah, anything oh, with yeah, Russia yeah. or Ukraine, it, yeah. they could have gotten him out. But this is a sham. Yep. Um, okay. So there are... And that's my next point as a, as a historian. So I look and I see, because I've written eight history books, the most successful nonfiction book series of all time. And, and I want to tell everybody, I really appreciate Stu ordering all eight books for Christmas. That was really nice, Stu. Thank you. Oh, I do you remember when you times. said to me, mm-hmm. do you remember when you said to me, yeah. Beck, what are you doing writing all these books? And I'm like, Bill, you gotta write books. I mean, I'm telling you, this is the thing. Right. I you remember I that. I don't remember that, Beck, but uh, of course, um, it sounds do. like something I would say and you would say. <laughs> um, all right. So all right. as a historian, I, I go, oh, oh, the two convictions in the House were obstruction of Congress. All right. However. Mm-hmm. Because the president has executive privilege, he doesn't have to answer subpoenas from anyone, anyone. He can say, no, these were private conversations, and if you'd like to take it into federal court, we'll litigate it there, and the case would be won in a day, all right, because I was, he has I was, executive privilege. I was talking to Rudy Giuliani last night, uh, and uh, he said, you know what, one of the things is they, they, they say that he was obstructing Congress on? that I wouldn't turn over all of my personal papers to them. He's like, I'm his personal attorney. It's called attorney-client privilege. I'd be disbarred if I did that. Well, look, I think anybody with any frame of reference about the country and about legal matters knows there wasn't, it's not possible to have an obstruction of Congress charge lodged if you Correct. have executive privilege. All right. And then Correct. the next one is abuse of power. 
Well, every single president back, everyone could have been impeached on that. And I gave four examples. I don't want to run too much and, and take your time. I know you have a special announcement to make. Oh, that sounds hostile. Uh, all of that that I sounds understand. hostile. Remember, but, I have you trapped on a. I have you trapped on a cruise ship. So right. anything that you do to me, I'm going to make. I'm going to make that the cruise from hell for you. Just well, I got a know. bodyguard back, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> very careful. Yeah. But anyway, well, if you want to know abuse of power of any president, hit me with the name. George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Barack Obama, George W. Bush, JFK. Hit me with a name, and I'll tell you how they abuse their power. Every single okay, I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna hit you with a name, George Go Washington. Ahead. I want to hear that. George Washington. Remember when he won the presidency? There was no popular vote because there wasn't any country really. We had right. won the war, but it, the precincts weren't set up. Nancy Pelosi was just born. Um, you know, it was, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that, it was Christmas time. Yeah, no, um, I, know, I know. So George Washington was told in no uncertain terms, you are a civilian leader. You are not to use the military. This is the founding fathers, the guys in Philadelphia, there was no Washington, D.C., said you are going to be the first president and we're electing you, okay, because we're the Congress. But you don't bring in your army. Okay, George was fine with that, right? He's the first president, first inaugural address, takes the oath of office. And what does George do? About a year later, he marches troops into Pennsylvania, put down a whiskey rebellion. Yeah. Okay, which was led by you. Mm -hmm. All right? And, well, and it could have been. Was, was basically these guys in Pennsylvania said, well, we're not going to pay tax on whiskey because the government says we have to. All right, now right. It should have been, that should have been taken care of by the Pennsylvania militia, not by federal troops under the president. He could have mm-hmm. been charged easily with abuse of power. Okay, I, it's a little pinheady. I understand that. but No, I mean, it was, a, it was a halfway interesting story. Halfway, and, uh, okay. Well, you know, it's you know, better yeah. than usual, Beck, right? Right, I know, I know, okay. All you right. Know, at this so, point, you, uh, you, and, uh, you and Stu are usually in a hammock in the land of Nod. Right. <laughs> well, because, uh, you know, you yeah, put I us to sleep. The IG Horowitz uh, report, yes. The mo- yes. did, did you see the FISA court's response to this? Yes, but I'm not uh, applauding the FISA court. They should have been out front a long time ago. They no, 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 I know that. Yeah, they knew. So now they're all in trouble because these judges had to know this was bull. All right. Um, I mean, they have TV sets. They read newspapers. Yeah. They listen to the Glenn Beck program. In fact, all of the Pfizer judges just texted me. What's the special announcement? I can't yeah, yeah, I have to tell you. Well, you, yeah. it, you tell them just keep listening in 14 minutes. Yeah. We get the fat head off and from his blubbering uh, about whatever oh, you're talking about. Um, Father Christmas, thank you, fathead. Um, very, very so, good. <laughs> so, uh, no, it's full of Christmas jelly. So yes. it's not actually fat. Okay. So <clears throat> here is the um, here's the thing. How do you feel about the FBI? The fact that not a single field agent blew the whistle on what was going on. There was no. There still, the field agents should be standing up. And demanding justice 
because their reputation is at stake. Well, during the actual process, they would have been fired had they done that. So I understand the agents, you know, if, if you get out of line the FBI, you go against the hierarchy, you're done. Or you're reassigned to Fargo, North Dakota. Nice town, but it's a little brisk. Um, so I'm not so concerned about that. What I am concerned about is the Durham report, where I, I can't see how McCabe and Comey are not going to be indicted. I mean, maybe they won't be, but I, I can't see it. They absolutely are responsible for this bogus stuff being given to the FISA judges and absolutely responsible for illegal, illegal wiretapping surveillance of the Trump campaign. Um, and so I figure that Durham is going to find that out uh, because now the FBI agents are going to give these guys up. You know they're going to give them up. They're not going to protect Comey and McCabe, fired. Um, no. So I expect that will happen in the late spring, early summer. I will. I will tell you, Comey has been remarkable in this, acting as if he was an observer. You know, he comes uh, on. I just found this out. Uh, you know, and he epitomizes Very. what Washington D.C. is. He just epitomizes the bureaucracy, the two-faced. The, uh, you know, they'll know, oh, I'm so objective and I don't have, ah, come on, man. You know, I really, it's just, it's ridiculous. The whole thing's absurd. I I know nobody watched this uh, last night, but the debate, I was impressed with Andrew Yang, who um, at least gets this. He he, uh, really scolded the Democratic Party last night and said, you got to stop obsessing over Donald Trump and the uh, impeachment because you just keep making this about, you know, corruption. And, and he was working with the Russians to get elected, which stops you from actually asking the question, why did people vote for him? And he went on this went on the screed that was very well thought out that that said, you know, it's because we're completely out of touch with the American people and their pain, and they're sick of it. I thought it was amazing. You know, Yang's a, a smart guy, but it, but he is caught up in all the hysteria. You know, I, I tweeted last night uh, all throughout for my audience on BillOReilly.com, which is one of the perks they get. And um, at 8.42, um, 8.42 in the debate, began at 8 o'clock, Yang said that he favors moving Americans to higher ground, Beck. All right. So what if you don't want to move no, I, to higher ground? You no, know, I know. Hey, I'm happy here in West Palm Beach. I really don't want to move to Wyoming to the Tetons. Okay. Right. I, 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 no. So, no, honestly. You're moving to honestly, higher ground. Okay. Honestly, Bill, 10 years yeah. ago, I would have thought immediately moving to higher ground mean, you know, meaning, you know, be better people. I, no, 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 I didn't no, even consider. No, no, no. I, I know. I didn't even consider for a second. You have to move. Yeah, no, it's crazy. All right, uh, hang on, Bill O'Reilly. More yeah. with him in uh, just a second. And uh, the Terror Dog, final appearance on the final show of the decade for uh, the Glenn Beck program. Coming up in just a second. Also, major announcement in about ten minutes. Um, my pillow. My pillow is now selling the Giza Dream sheets. It is. I mean, those sheets are the best. And I am a. Sh- I, I'm sorry, but I'm a sheet snob. 
uh, if if the sheets aren't really soft and comfortable, I just it's like sandpaper. The Giza Dream sheets are some of the softest sheets I have I've slept on, and you won't believe the price. It is it's the Dream made with a, a Giza cotton, the softest, best cotton, the most durable cotton in the world. Uh, they're ultra soft, they're breathable, and they're part of Mike Lindell's latest amazing offer that he's been releasing all throughout the holiday season. It is buy one set and get a second set free, plus free shipping if you use the promo code BECK. Remember, all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Um, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, buy one pair of Giza Dream Sheets, and get the second pair free plus free shipping. Also, deep discounts on all other MyPillow products. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. Get great radio specials right now. And Mike Lindell wants me to thank you this holiday season for being such a great, loyal customer. It's MyPillow.com. Promo code BECK. Pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. I'm here at uh, Turning Point USA, where um, Bill. I don't know if you know much about this group, but it's there. It's the, the high schools and the colleges, eighteen, twenty-four year olds uh, that are gathering here. About five thousand of them. That I mean, these are the ones on the front lines, and they're the ones in the schools and the colleges that are standing up against this craziness. It is. They're, they're they are electric. They really are electric. It's really amazing. You don't care. Well, it's a very good organization uh, because we need to have diversity back. You know that, right? Yes. Um, yes. But, we you have know, to it's have really it. interesting when the left says diversity, uh-huh. they don't mean giving diversity. Conver- uh, conservative youth uh, a chance to speak and, and to no. debate and things like that. That's not diversity. No, no, of no, course. no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, of course. But I'm glad you're down there. Um, I hope you don't frighten the uh, the urchins. Um, you know, I hope you have <laughs> Stu with you to explain you to them. Um, you know, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. Now, what is this uh, this iPhone thingy-majig? I don't understand it. Uh, there's a new survey out, Bill, that shows that 95% of women over the age of 50, 95% plan on voting next November. What does that mean to you? Uh, the survey is bogus. It was taken by the AARP, and the reason they took the survey was to push uh, Medicare for all. And so they're trying to frighten all the politicians by saying, hey, these ladies are going to come out massively, oh. which may be true. And they're all going to vote because they don't like the health care system. They think they're getting hosed. So it was, you know, AARP, they sell a lot of health insurance. Supplemental. Yes. That, that's what this was all about, Beck. Um, and and by the way, the AARP backed Obamacare. Uh, uh, yeah. AARP also also backed Obamacare. Uh, yes. So, yeah. yeah. So what, what's going to? Whenever you get a study or a survey out of these kinds of adv- advocacy groups, you you really have to look below the surface on what they're trying to do, and they're trying yeah. to make more money and trying to influence policy, and that's why this survey came out. All right, Bill, about a minute and a half. What is the thing you want to leave our audience with? 
Well, this is the last show of the decade. Sarah Dog is making her uh, national television debut on January 4th, Discovery Channel, 8 a.m. Talk about prime time. Um, so Greta Van Susteren's little program, and uh, we um, with Holly, and it should be a lot of fun. Uh, and I want to thank you and Stu for having me on all year. And, you know, it's very nice of you guys to do it. I think we had a lot of fun, but we make a lot of good points yeah. as well. And um, I want you guys to have a nice Christmas. Uh, you're going to be in Utah, Beck? Is that where you're going? Uh, no, I'm going to uh, going to Idaho. But, uh, yeah, I'll be in the mountains uh, later this afternoon, and I'm thrilled. Bill, I have to tell you, it, uh, your friendship means a lot to me. You have always... Uh, dealt with me in a fair and honest way, and uh, and I appreciate you coming on uh, all the all time. Right. Well, we we're going to have a lot friendship. of fun in 2020. Uh, yeah, one of, probably the most important election in our lifetime takes place. Yeah. Well, don't exaggerate. <clears throat> I mean, about the fun we're going to have together. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, Bill. Merry Thanks Christmas, a lot, man. Appreciate it. Um, all right. We're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, a major announcement you do not want to miss. Stand by. A 23andMe, nothing... You're listening to Glenn Beck. There is nothing more important to you in life than your family... Whether you realize it or not, knowing where you came from gives you a real center. It anchors you to a place that exists in your heart, a place called home. This holiday season, bring your family a little closer with a gift of 23andMe's Ancestry and Traits Kits. I will tell you, you will have such an amazing journey with your family and with your kids when the results come in and you begin to see exactly where you're from exactly who's related to you they have an auto population now of your family tree that really helps give you a a big jump on your history it's 23andme health and ancestry kit you also have insights into your health Uh, you don't pay more for the trait reports 23andme's ancestry and health and trait service 30 trait reports are included do it now through December 25th, through Christmas. The Ancestry Kit is $70. 70 bucks. that's, I think, half price. 23andMe.com slash Beck. The number 23andMe.com slash Beck. As you're getting your Christmas presents, uh, let me recommend BlazeTV.com and a subscription. You can save 20 bucks off the uh, annual subscription using the code GLEN20OFF. Hello, America. It's Friday. For about eight months, maybe a year, I have felt strongly that I needed to do another restoring event. We started a decade ago, a decade ago, with Restoring Honor in the Washington Mall. Then we did Restoring Courage, and we were the first Christians to speak at the Temple Mount since 70 A.D. 
Then we're the first group of people to do a spoken word concert, if you will, at Dallas Cowboys Stadium sold out. The day I had to rent that stadium and put my name on it and think, I mean, everybody around me said, you realize how many tickets you have to sell. And I'm like, yes, stop saying that to me. It was terrifying. But that was restoring love. Powerful message. And we did restoring unity. And that's where we kicked off the Nazarene Fund. We did it in Birmingham, Alabama. This is the probably the most uh, important of the restoring events that we have done. If you remember what Michelle Obama said in the election run-up of 2008. Do you remember this? And Barack knows that we are going to have to make sacrifices. We are going to have to change our conversation. Uh, we're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place. Well, that has come true. We have changed our history. We have changed our, his- uh, our traditions. We are in a different place. The truth has been lost. Our God has been chased out of every public space. And that is not America. We're a nation that was built on an idea that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator. We were a nation built on this vision of a nation that was a shining city on the hill. That was different. That all nations would look and say, look at what this nation is. We know we've accomplished an awful lot. We were close here and there in certain ways. We affected the world. When we weren't bragging about ourselves, the world noticed. That's why France gave us the Statue of Liberty. It was to to wake the people up in France. That's why the George Washington crossing the Delaware. That's not an American painting. That's a German painting. Right after Marx did his manifesto, that painter in Germany painted that to show the American people what happens when everyone chooses to get into a boat. There was a great debate in the 1850s where, whether America was built by those who sought gold, treasures, fame, fortune, the people who came over here to rape this land, or were we built by the pilgrims who came here because they wanted to live a life that was free and free to worship God as they saw fit? The pilgrims who brought kindness, good relations with Native Americans. In fact, we had the longest treaty with Native Americans in American history at the time of the pilgrims. And it was the Native Americans that broke that treaty, not the white man. While Jamestown brought misery, slavery, abuse, and in the end, cannibalism, the pilgrims brought something else. And America needed to decide which is our founding who who were the people who came here are we the root and the branches that have grown from that root is our is our basic trunk Jamestown or Plymouth we decided in the civil war in 1863 
the middle of the Civil War. Abraham Lincoln is driven to his knees to the point where he says, what do you want from me? And because we had lost every single battle, I think except for one or two, In 1863, he realized this is not about saving the republic. This is about freeing God's children. And so he wrote the Emancipation Proclamation, and then he called people to prayer and fasting and humiliation. And he renewed the covenant that had been made by the pilgrims and then made again in New York City at 28 Wall Street, by George Washington, as he laid his hand on the Bible, it's important to know what scripture he opened that Bible to. He was renewing that covenant. Well, that covenant has changed us every time it was made. And we have lost our way, and the covenant has not been renewed since 1853. And we have done everything. A covenant is a contract. It's an if-then proposal. If we do these things, then you will protect us. We will be your people. God's never on anybody's side. You have to be on his side. So we've lost God, but we've also lost our traditions. I, I am, when I was raising my younger kids or my older kids... Every 4th of July was special. We would go to a different American city and we would experience the fireworks and we'd we'd make it all about history. And I got to a point, probably 2000, I don't even know, 12, 15, where I just couldn't do it anymore. I remember I went and it was not about America at all. And everything that was America was... James Brown or Bruce Springsteen. It was just a spectacle. And I gave a speech that 4th of July, and the next day in the newspapers, they made it all about partisan politics when all I spoke about was George Washington and our founding. And we haven't been to a 4th of July celebration really since. That's got to change. Our tradition has been lost. I spoke here last night at Turning Point USA, and I was amazed at how many people just don't know our history, and this is a well-educated group. But I see it all the time. They don't know our history at all. Our history has been taken from us. So I am really happy to announce that, and I truly believe in miracles, Because of miracles that have happened in the last few uh, weeks, I can announce today that this July 4th, Independence Day weekend, it will happen between the 3rd, 4th, and 5th in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. We are restoring the covenant. It's a three-day event that will be able to cover really everything. History. You're going to learn more about history in fun and different ways. We're going to start with a a Shabbat meal. It's going to be uh, hosted by several people that you know. I can't wait to tell you who's all involved in this. Then there's going to be breakout sessions and different speakers and 
a fireworks show done my way. Uh, I'm designing and we're orchestrating all brand new music, and it's going to be music, spoken word, artifacts, history as we paint it in the sky. And then Sunday morning, we'll have a Sunday service outdoors. Now, here's the thing. We are so, so grateful to Cumberland and Straband Township, uh, where Gettysburg is. They have been so, I mean, wow, are these people. I can't wait for you to meet the people of Gettysburg and these townships because they are just so rock solid. I mean, it's a small town, a really small town. Um, And they're just so salt-of-the-earth kind of people. They've been bending over backwards to make this happen, and we can't thank them enough. And I can't wait for you to see the downtown and see all the things that are happening there. Um, But it is extremely limited space. Uh, And we are limited to a certain number of people just because of the roads are so small getting in and out. So I'm urging you today to go to glenbeck.com slash restore glenbeck.com slash restore you'll find out all of the information there we have we have put on reserve hotels in a like a 40 50 mile radius um, because they're scarce we've also secured places where you can come with a tent and camp you can bring your rv And all the way from that to a special week-long event, uh, as we try to pay for this event, a week-long event where you're with me, David Barton, uh, and Tim Ballard, and other special guests that will start in Plymouth. A special private train will then take us to Boston. Then the next day, it takes us to New York City. Then the next day, Independence Hall. And then finally on Friday, we will arrive in Gettysburg. There's something for all families, all budgets, everything. I urge you to secure your place with a $5 donation to uh, the Nazarene Fund and OUR. That will hold your place in line because it will be first come, first serve, and it's extremely limited. So please go there now, glenbeck.com slash restore, and I will see you this Independence Weekend. All right, Charlie Kirk is coming up in uh, just a second. I want to just say hi to Chad Prather, who is here, and just... This is an amazing crowd here, isn't it? It's incredible. It's fantastic. The electricity in this place is amazing. And to see this next generation and what's out there, it definitely gives you hope. So great. Thanks for stopping by. Twas the night before Christmas, and all throughout the, the abode, there were cameras everywhere except the commode. The HD was placed near the front door with care so that burglars would know police could soon be there. And if there arose any sort of a clatter, video verification teams would see what was the matter, and police would then come and take the perp off to jail. And it's all thanks to Simply Safe's holiday sale. Eh, kind of a new Christmas twist. Simply Safe has everything you need to protect your home and family. Smart Lock Video Doorbell Pro to defend your front door. An army of sensors and cameras guard every window, door, and room in your home. And if there is a break-in, they can give real-time video confirmation to police as it happens, so they'll respond three and a half times faster. 
Right now, it's 25% off and a free HD security camera, but this is not going to last. Their Christmas sale is happening right now. SimplySafeBeck.com. Go there now, save 25%, get a free HD security camera. SimplySafeBeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Charlie Kirk, the uh, founder of uh, Turning Point USA, joins me now. How are you, Charlie? Doing great, Glenn. You were excellent last night. Thank you. Thank for you. That. Thank you. Uh, it was. Uh, it, I, I meant what I said when I walked out on stage and said, "You give me hope." Oh, thank you. It is. It's. You've put together what five thousand eighteen to twenty-four mm-hmm. year olds. Yes. And they're from all over, not only the country, the world mm-hmm. now, uh, and they're. They're the fresh troops. This is the generation that's, that's right. going to fight the battle. And they're fighting on the front lines for freedom and liberty. And you gave a very the compelling interactive history talk. <laughs> and you and I were talking off camera how dangerous it is that students don't know history. And then they yeah. think that history starts with them. You know who else tried to do that? In the French Revolution. Remember, they yes. wanted to start time over. Yeah. It was a Robespierre mm-hmm. idea in 1792. History starts with us. Everything before it is a, is a mistake. Religion, morals, we're the most important people in the world. Right. And you see that through Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Mm-hmm. She says, well, everyone before us has screwed everything up. Well, not so fast, my friend. Mm-hmm. That kind of hubris, that kind of pride will lead a culture to destruction. Greta Thunberg. Mm-hmm. She's a frightening, sad case. I mean, here's totally. this, this girl who says, how dare you? You've stolen my future. Nobody's stolen your future. You mm-hmm. make the future. Correct. And she wrote a piece, co-authored with a university professor from University of Texas, Austin, and another climate activist, where she said it's not even about climate change. It's about deconstructing a colonial patriarchy that's rooted in racism. That's the real agenda there. But, Glenn, what you did so brilliantly last night, what you've done for years, is you talk about the heroic stories that have built our country and that we're not just like every other country. We are exceptional. Walt Disney, Jesse Owens, these heroes that have built our country. And most students are not taught this in any form whatsoever. I was shocked. Candace Owens said, how many many are taking Western Civ? Have taken a Western Civ class? Mm -hmm. One hand went up in a crowd of 5,000. In fact, they're being told and taught that Western Civ is evil and is wrong. That this whole society that has been so good for humanity, and for those Christians out there, so good for the gospel of Jesus Christ, so good for the advancement of a moral order, is a mistake. And this this is, the failure to teach our history means that the the future will be put in jeopardy. So, Charlie, how can I help you? How can this audience help you? You being here, you doing your show, you speaking here has been such an amazing blessing to us and our organization. How can the audience help? Well, if they'd like to, you know, chip in, it's tpusa.com is the website. You can get engaged in a variety of different ways. And probably the most important is get your students and your family members involved with Turning Point USA. It is, your growth is unprecedented. You You are, you're what the Tea Party dreamt of. I mean, this organization didn't exist five years ago, and it's worldwide. Yes, sir. Yeah. 
It's I can't I can't in tell the you UK, how. And they had a great victory there. We were yeah. very happy about that. But it, never bet against Americans ever. And that's what your stories told us last night. And this is not supposed to happen. The ruling class, yeah. the elites, they never thought that a movement of young people could be organized around conservative ideas. Yeah, we're we're going to take back our country. And they are. Uh, they're brave. They're yes, they not are. afraid. Yes. They are not afraid. I admire you and everybody at Thank Turning you so Point. Much, You've Glenn. done a great job. I Thank really you so it. much, Charlie. Thank you. All right. Coming up in a few minutes, we have uh, Rudy Giuliani and uh, a, a first-time appearance of Candace Owens uh, in just a few minutes. You don't want to miss a second of the last Glenn Beck program of the decade. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Uh, we have Rudy Giuliani and uh, Candace Owen coming. Candace Owens coming up in just a minute. We're at Turning Point USA, the radio program. Last hour of the last broadcast of the decade coming up. Hello, America. It's Friday. This is the Glenn Beck Program live from Turning Point USA in West Palm. An incredible hour. We begin in one minute with Rudy Giuliani and some documents that he brought that will blow your mind in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Listen, I want to talk to you quickly about cybercrime. Cybercrime is uh, is huge, and it's, it mutates, and it gets stronger and stronger. Cybercriminals are not stupid. A lot of it comes from the Eastern Bloc, the old uh, Soviet empire, uh, and they, they it will affect your life. You have no idea what's happening with your identity on the dark web. That's why there's LifeLock. They'll detect a wide range of identity threats like social security numbers being for sale on the dark web. Not just any, your social security number, your identity, your bank numbers. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can see the threats you might miss on your own. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. That's promo code BECK, LifeLock.com for up to 25% off. America's mayor, a guy who put the Gambino crime family uh, behind bars, uh, and I think, Mr. Mayor, if you don't mind me saying, I think you're facing a more dangerous foe today than the Gambino crime family. There's no question about it. I'll tell you why. First of all, they are capable of murder. I mean, they, they murder people. The uh, Ukrainian and Russian organized crime, that kind yeah. of overlaps. Uh, number two, they have media protection that the mafia never had. Yes. I mean, basically 80% of the media in this country is complicit in their ability to commit these crimes because they don't report them. You know, when Donald Trump said the media uh, is an enemy of the country, uh, 
you know, I thought that was, it was really harsh words, and it, I didn't think it was phrased exactly <laughs> right. I'm telling you, Glenn, 100% agree with you. Of course, I was with him all through the campaign, and when yeah. he first said it, I used to tell him, please temper it down. Yes, uh, yeah. Uh, he's, he's understating. He is. He's understating. I, what I've seen here, look, it's been clear since September, since December 8th of 2015 that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden were involved in corruption in the Ukraine. The New York Times wrote it. They said Hunter Biden is getting paid by the most crooked company in the Ukraine, by the most crooked guy in the Ukraine, who's a fugitive, and his father is in charge of giving out the money in the Ukraine. It takes an IQ of about 10 yeah, I know. to figure out that that's a crime. So I am, I'm holding a document. And they covered it up. I, I'm holding a document here. I mean, they call this a conspiracy theory. This is from the prosecutor's office of the Republic of Latvia. It is the Office for Prevention of Laundering of Proceeds Derived from Criminal Activity. It, it has Burisma and uh, Hunter Biden's name and his partners all over it. What is it? What, what that is, it's a notification from the government of Latvia to the government of Ukraine about two or three weeks before Shokin was fired that they have suspicion that there's a vast money laundering transaction. Eventually, I have the documents there that show it. Uh, those are in Ukrainian. I translated them. I even translated them myself with my app. And what they basically <laughs> say is, make it simple, $14.3 million was moved from Ukraine into a phony company in Latvia owned by Viktor Pinchuk, another oligarch. Uh, it was made to look like a it was made to look like a loan. It then moved to Cyprus and then it was distributed to the board members. $14.3 million, except there are two names and no numbers next to it. Hunter Biden, Devin Archer. The prosecutor calls the Cypriot office, and the Cypriot office is told, oh, you know the U.S. Embassy doesn't let, let me give you information on Hunter Biden. Mm. Devin Archer gets convicted a year later in the Southern District of New York for uh, insider trading. We went and got the records of that trial. In the record of that trial, there's a $3.2 million deposit on that date from Cyprus. It's clearly the money. We've now been able to prove it the other way around. So you know what you call that? You call that a slam-dunk money laundering case. When I was a U.S. attorney, I give this to one of my young prosecutors, three-day trial. I don't even need a witness. I just have to authenticate the documents. I could give this to my most incompetent assistant U.S. attorney, and they come back with a conviction, even if his name is Hunter Biden. So, and I am outraged at the fact that Joe Biden isn't under investigation. This is ridiculous. It shows not only is the, is the double standard applied to the media, they've intimidated our law enforcement. The man confessed to bribery. He confessed in the open to right. bribery. So, and I have the... And I, go I, ahead. I, I, they sort of like don't understand who I am. I have the records. This isn't right. Rudy Giuliani. This is the Latvian government. I've got a record here of an Austrian doctor who's the foremost doctor on poisoning. He saved the life of Viktor Yanovich. You remember the man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy whose face was... A very good man. He he could have saved... He could have. He could have. I went there. CIA briefing said he was the one man who could save Ukraine if Putin didn't kill him. Well, Putin didn't kill him, but he took his life away. He took his face away. Yeah, yeah. The doctor's name is Dr. Corpan. I remember it all these days because the name of the facility 
is the Rudolph Clinic. <laughs> He's the foremost expert. I just would like you to read the primary diagnosis of Mr. Shokin as of three months ago when he got rushed to the hospital. Uh, dear sir or madam, uh, primary diagnosis, mercury poisoning. I, the doctor says there's no other way it could have happened but with poisoning. I have the record in German that shows that the normal amount of mercury in your system is 2. He was at 9.2. He was at the point where his liver is already deteriorating. There's no question they attempted to kill him. This is why he's in, because we've tried to reach and out to him. And our embassy will not allow him to come to the United States because our embassy is in this up to their neck, including the present one with Ambassador Phony Taylor, who testified. Phony Taylor is holding up this man coming to the U.S. because he can testify. He, this, this is not an unknown, so, anonymous whistleblower. Right. This is a man who's willing to tell you his name, Victor Shokin. He's willing to put his hand on the Bible. He's willing to take the risk of perjury, and he's willing to say, Joe Biden bribed my president in order to get me fired. And, and he is also, and his colleagues, four or five more of them, able to show us how much more money went to the Bidens than we even know, All right, including money laundered money. So, Rudy. And it's being covered up. You and I were talking about this in a hallway yesterday. I was actually (laughs) talking to your security, and I said, please keep this man safe, please. Um, Because this is much bigger than the president. This is way beyond Donald Trump and, and Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. This truly is, if this is not exposed... We become a Mexico or a Ukraine. We are going down a road where you can't trust law enforcement. You can't trust our courts. You can't trust our media. You don't know who's dirty and who's not. And there is no real justice. We have to clean this up. You you haven't exaggerated it one bit. We are destroying equal justice under the law. We've been doing it at least since the Clinton fix. Yes. Uh, but then, on the other hand, they'll go after Republicans. Oh, I know. For things that are marginal or right. things they make up. Right. Look what they did to Flint. Look what they did to Papadopoulos. He, he shouldn't even spend 14 days Carter in jail. Page. Carter Page. Carter Page. His life anything. is destroyed. And I have, I have reports in the newspapers of about 10 crimes uh, that I am allegedly uh, being investigated for by the Southern District of New York. And in each case, I can dispositively prove I didn't do it. I mean, one thing, I have vast financial holdings in Ukraine. <laughs> you, you, you know what I said jokingly? But they can't tell jokes. Before. I said, if you find it, I'll give you half. <laughs> I don't have vast. I have no holdings in Ukraine. Right. Totally untrue. They, they uh, have evidence of a meeting with the president in which the president deputized Lev Parnas. To, there was no such meeting. There were supposed to be five wit, wit people at the meeting. Four people say it didn't take place. Only his lawyer says it took place. They go after liar after liar after liar. They credit the liar over the word of the yes. president like they did with right. Michael Cohen. These are, these are sick people. Trump derangement syndrome is uh, – the, the, I know the I Southern District of New York. It's, it's um, uh, Ivy League. It's very uh, brilliant, wonderful lawyers. Uh, they think they're smarter than the world. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they're perfect, perfect candidates for Trump derangement Right. Syndrome. And what happens is you lose all logic. But I don't think it's just Trump derangement syndrome. I think it is 
we control the president. We control the agenda. He's coming in and blowing this nice little system up that we have going, and you're not getting away with it. It's why— Oh, they'll try we, to kill you. Yes. Yeah, like Mr. Shokin. Or they'll try to destroy you financially, like Mr. Correct. Papadopoulos. Or they'll try to destroy you— uh, in, in every a, other in, way. In, in, any, in any way they can. Yeah. And I think the problem, Glenn, is it's like cancer. There are different reasons for it. They're not all yes. the same. Yes. Some of them are out of control, crazy ideologues. Mm-hmm. They really believe it. Uh, some of them, some of them are uh, Alinsky uh, socialists. You know, anything, mm-hmm. anything. Yes. Uh, f- because we're morally superior to you. Right. And some of them are just plain crooks. And the ones in the Ukraine are just plain crooks. The reason I'm in a lot of trouble in Ukraine is I uncovered an eight-year-long money laundering system that started probably in 2012 with $7.5 billion being, being laundered by Yanukovych, the president at the time, pro-Russian president at the mm-hmm. time. He laundered it through American institutions, interestingly controlled by Democrats, controlled by one person who just came out of the Obama administration. Lots of connections uh, to, to Democrats. Uh, $7.5 billion is getting laundered through these two particular banks. 9.5% interest on that to all the people participating every year. Wow. We know the Ukrainian people who participated in it. We know because I'm very close to the Ukrainian authorities. The U.S. has refused to be involved in that investigation. The U.S. Justice Department, FBI, refuses to be involved. I have letters here from prosecutors to the Justice Department begging them to get involved in that. They went to the Southern District with these allegations against Biden mm -hmm. two months before me. Mm -hmm. The Southern District turned them away. I know. We could already have had this. We could have already had this whole thing investigated. They keep they keep saying the Southern District said this and Congress said this, that when they looked at these documents, it was nothing but a conspiracy theory. It's not. No, no. If you if you come out and tell me. That's, How these documents are false, right? But that's an awful lot of documents that are false. Well, then you have to have an investigation, right? You know, like they say, right. the charges against Biden have been debunked, right? Show me the report, right? I'd love to see it. I, I want to show you one other document okay. that I think probably gets the president of the United States angrier than anything else, and you'll see why in a minute. This is an accounting uh, report going back to 2017. This is during the Obama administration. The Ukrainians located $5.3 billion in foreign aid that was being misspent. About 80% of that is our money. That's what he keeps saying about he was worried about how Ukraine spends money. Here's the proof. Not, you know, Adam Schiff lies. Here's the proof. Now, the Ukrainians started to investigate this. Two people from our embassy went to see them and told them, don't investigate it. We, 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 don't, we don't care. We don't care about the $5.3 billion of our taxpayers' money. And you say, well, why would they do that? And then there was even a lot more pressure. Why would they do that? Because what this shows is that our embassy was giving this money not to the government. They were right. giving it to NGOs. I... You know who the biggest NGO owner I... is? Yeah, George Soros. Oh, my God. Anti-Semitic. We, we're anti-Semitic I now. I know. We said the word George Soros. I'll be damned if you're going to call me anti-Semitic. I'm not anti-Semitic. I prosecuted Italian criminals. I prosecuted Jewish criminals. I prosecuted every kind of criminal imaginable. I even prosecuted some Martian criminals, I think. (laughs) Rudy. This money is going to Democratic NGOs. I know. And they waste half of it. The government gets half of it. 
And here's what the decent Ukrainians told me. And there are a lot of decent Ukrainians. That you guys, particularly under Obama, where corruption got much worse, they will all testify. You guys come here like Biden and you lecture us on corruption. And then our people laugh at you because he and his son are two of the most corrupt people in the country. They all knew he was a joke. Okay, I know you have to go and I'm up <laughs> against the time. Will you do me? There are many just, more of these. Will you, will you do this? Will you? Can you convince me? that this will come out, that these people will be judged and not well, in I'm some half until I die, so they better kill me. I mean, there's, there's no way they shouldn't be prosecuted. This should be in a federal court. I know federal courts. I know federal courts better than anybody. I will be completely immodest and will say I was the most successful U.S. attorney in the last 50 years. These are out-and-out crimes. If anybody's afraid of prosecuting them, you make me the special prosecutor with two people and not $35 million. I'll prosecute every single one of them myself. Rudy Giuliani, thank you for I'd your service. I love to cross-examine. <laughs> <laughs> I watched you on stage last night, and I went, he should be the prosecutor on this. Uh, because uh, you are, you're the guy with the facts. It's about justice. It's it about is. justice. Really. I know it is. I know it is. I uh, hope to see you again. God bless uh, you. Soon. You're going to see Thank me you again. so much. We'll go into more detail. Yeah, great. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, America's mayor, Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Thank you, sir. Uh, all right. Back. Candace Owens is uh, going to be joining us here in just a second. Stand by. First, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. If, uh, if you would take out your phone, when I say go, just remotely start your grill from wherever you're at. Go. Can't do it, can you? Rectech Grill. If you have a Rectech Grill with, with Wi-Fi connectivity right from your phone, you can start it anywhere. I could start my, uh, my grill from this location in Florida and my grill in the back of my house uh, in Dallas. It's an amazing, amazing grill with, with all of the latest technology to be able to keep that temperature in, in that grill even if it's being rained on at the time, it monitors it all of it. It gives you the best steak, the best flavor, the best smoke, the best uh, 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 searing. It's a Rectech grill. Now, they cut out the middleman and they serve you directly. So by cutting out the middleman, you're going to pay the same price as, you know, its nearest competitor. But they've poured all of that money from the middleman into the grill. So it is far superior to its next closest competitor. I want you to go ahead, check out all the competition. But please go online to rectecgrills.com. Otherwise, you're going to be making a $1,000 mistake. Rectecgrills.com. It's with an S. Do it now. A grill built by grillers for grillers. Rectechgrills.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Let me talk to Stu here. Yeah. You can. Okay. Hey. We, uh, we just made a uh, major announcement uh, about 40 minutes ago. The website has uh, crashed. Please keep trying. It is uh, first come, first serve. You can hold your place. You don't, have to, you don't have to do anything yet, but just with a donation of $5, uh, and the proceeds go to save Christians in the Middle East and free slaves all over the world. 
Um, we are going to do Restoring Honor. It's the 10th anniversary of uh, Restoring Honor. We're doing Restoring the Covenant this Independence Weekend, this 4th of July weekend, 2020, in Gettysburg. It will be a history tour de force. Uh, we are going to restore some of our traditions, uh, our love of country, um, and, uh, and, and our God, Restoring the Covenant. Find out all of the information. I've tweeted it out. It's on my Facebook page. You can find out all the details at uh, glenbeck.com slash restore. But space is very limited, very limited. This is the first time we've ever done a restoring event in the U.S. where we've had limited space. You have to reserve your space. So do it now. If you make a $5 donation, you can reserve your place in line. Um, and uh, we'll start calling people right away. But talk to your family right away and talk to your family at least over the holiday because this decision, uh, I think, will affect your children for the rest of their lives. It will change, I think, our country and our family in, in really good ways. Stu. Yes, Glenn. I haven't even had a chance to talk to you about Star Wars. Yeah, so last Can you night. at least tell me? Don't, yeah, can you at least tell me? I will. Um, without spoilers, was it? Was it? Uh, yeah, without spoilers. Say, was it good. Uh, it was. Uh, you know, I don't. It's getting uh, really wrecked by the critics. I don't think it was as bad as the critics are saying. Um, uh, but I will say it's it's pretty convoluted, and it does not seem like they really had a plan. And that's the thing that bothers me more. I've invested forty freaking years in this stupid thing, and it's like it doesn't seem because I remember at the beginning of this, like the idea was there was supposed to be nine movies, and Luke has had them all planned out. Uh, I I I'm a skeptic uh, to say the least (laughs) (laughs) at this point of that of that pitch. And honestly, even five years ago, I don't. It doesn't seem like this is how they planned on it coming together. It just. it, didn't, it just it seemed like they were trying to do too many things for too many people. That being said, it's not. Uh, I didn't think it was horrible. It was entertaining. There's some cool scenes or some cool stuff that happens, and you know. But I, I would say it's a anything bottom like half really cool, like like movie. I am your father. Any cool thing like that? Uh, I mean, you know, there's there's definitely some big developments. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, good. But it, it is just overall, it was a little. I, I think it, of the eleven movies that have now. 11 movies over 40 some odd years i have to think it's a bottom half uh not not bottom bottom but bottom half not the first three no no i mean you know the one two and three episode one two and three it's not there yeah no it's uh, better than most of those you know but it's it's not great unfortunately i I, all right i wanted satisfaction i did not uh, necessarily all right you're gonna have massive satisfaction Candace Owens is joining us in just a minute. Stand by. You're listening to Glenn Beck. What do you do when you've already gotten somebody the perfect, uh, perfect Christmas gift? You uh, you put in the order and uh, X chair is winging its way towards your house at great speed. Santa cannot get it down the chimney, uh, but, you know. Somehow or another, that X chair will appear under the tree. Well, not next to the tree, let's just say. Uh, you, you have the perfect gift for anybody who has an office or an office at home. This is what I'm getting, one of the things I'm getting Tanya for uh, Christmas. Yeah, honey, one of the things. The others are surprises. 
They're socks, but they're, oh, now, see, I've blown the surprise. Anyway, uh, X-Chair. Go to xchairbeck.com. The best chair. It is the next generation in office chairs. Dynamic variable lumbar support. Ten different settings. It's just so rock solid. X-Chair is on sale right now for $100 off. Just go to xchairbeck.com, xchairbeck.com, or call 844-4X-Chair. 844-4X-Chair or xchairbeck.com. Don't forget, use the promo code BECK. Go to blazetv.com, and if you use the promo code GLEN20OFF, you're going to get 20 bucks off your annual subscription. Great Christmas present. Do it now. If you're looking to fully protect your home with award-winning 24-7 home security, now is the time to do it. Time is running out on Simply Safe's biggest sale of the year. Simply Safe has everything that you need to protect your home and your family. There's Smart Lock, Video Doorbell Pro. It defends your front door, but it's an army of sensors and cameras that guard every window, door, and room in your home. And if there is ever a break-in, Simply Safe is the only one that's able to give real-time video confirmation to police as it happens, so they respond three and a half times faster on average. It's no surprise that Simply Safe has won CNET and PC Magazine's Editor Choice Awards. With families traveling during the holiday season and leaving your home empty with the expensive gifts behind, Simply Safe. Now their holiday sale couldn't come at a better time. The sale ends December 31st, so go to simplysafebeck.com now and find out how much money you're going to save when you order today. Remember, the sale ends December 31st at simplysafebeck.com. I'm so excited, so excited to talk to Candace Owens. We're live at uh, Turning Point USA. Uh, there, there are 5,000 people here. Candace is, uh, I was told, about 10 minutes out, um, and so we're going we're gonna to have to shorten our time with her, unfortunately. We're in the last hour of the last show of the decade. Stu Bergier is with me, and, uh, and Stu, do you realize that when we come back, we'll, we will begin our third decade in talk radio together. Wow. Jeez, that's incredible. Yeah. It's a little yeah. disturbing. I'm not sure if what I've done with my yeah. life has really been worth it. But other than it's that, it's, a, it's been crazy. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've done my, this, th- I'm entering my fifth decade in radio. Amazing. And my third decade uh, in talk radio, which is crazy. Crazy. Yeah. It's gone so fast. It really has. And I, gosh, I mean, the world has changed so much. Uh, in that time you think uh, yeah you know, I, 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 I for some reason go back a lot of times to that idea of remember john Kerry in the 2004 election where he yeah. said i voted for it before i voted against it and it kind of like sank his campaign like yeah. that would be a a, a meaningless two-hour story nothing. in today's news cycle nothing not like, even like, a two-hour I mean, story listen to elizabeth warren changes her position on like massive programs every day it seems like and she was trying to fight for the middle Yesterday, in the debate, she was fighting to be the moderate. On the, I mean, are you what? Can you imagine? I mean, imagine going back to those early days when we were doing talk radio and, and talking about an avowed socialist being in second place in the Democratic primary when everybody else in the field is pretty much a socialist, if not actually by name. 
you have uh, avowed socialists leading the party, basically, in the AOCs and Ilan Omars of the world. I mean, this has come a, this has come a long way pretty quickly. You know, when you said that, I thought to myself, could I have said that and believed that in the year 2000? And I could have, but I would have had to describe in my mind, I would have had to see a, an apocalyptic uh, kind of change in America. And then I realized, oh, well, that's what happened. That's what's happened in the last 20 years. It's apocalyptic. With what's happened, what's changed in our universities, what's changed in our society, what's changed in media, what's changed in the way people even treat each other. Our, our history has been stolen. It's crazy. Not to mention the point three degrees Celsius rise we've seen in that time. Well, I know. Well, that goes without saying. Mm-hmm. We're all drowning or burning to death uh, in some horrible flood. So um, I, I do want to tell you, an, an hour ago, we made a... Um, uh, we have we made an announcement that we're going to be doing, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> uh, restoring the covenant this Independence Weekend, July 4th, the weekend of July 4th, which is a Saturday. We're going to be in Gettysburg, uh, Pennsylvania. These townships have just been over backwards and really trying to, to work this out. I, I'm telling you, I know when something is important, when every force that is known to man comes against it. Um, this one has been harder to put together than when we were in Jerusalem. This one has, has, I mean, the problems with doing this has been crazy. One of the things that is, has not been one of these problems, but the township has asked us to limit the number of people. It's going to be about 30,000. Uh, and so they've, they've asked us to limit the number because, the roads will get clogged and it'll just be a nightmare. So I've, I've told you the number is really limited and we have uh, all of the hotels in the area that have rooms. We've opened up places for people to pitch tents. We've opened up places for RVs uh, and we even have all access to all of the hotels anywhere in the area to make sure that everything is kind of coordinated for you. Uh, I announced this and told you to go to glenbeck.com slash restore for a $5 donation uh, to uh, the Nazarene Fund and and, uh, Operation Underground Railroad. Uh, You'll be able to reserve your place in line if you don't want to make a decision today and say, I'm I'm ready to, you know, put my hotel here or whatever. Um, It'll reserve your place in line. It's really important. We have already, in, in 60 minutes, in fact, I heard this j- just uh, about 10 minutes ago. So in about 50 minutes, we have already sold a third of uh, the, the audience capacity. Um, we have crashed all kinds of servers. So you really need to act on this now. If you want to come, uh, it's going to be, I mean, you're, we have a history museum uh, we have really great names that are coming uh, that I can't tell you about right now, uh, but I can't wait to be able to announce uh, some of the names that are coming. We have some surprises that will end up being uh, unannounced. Uh, I am, I am uh, putting the fireworks together. We are 
orchestrating brand new, writing and orchestrating brand new music. It'll be the spoken word by me, the history of America, using fireworks and everything else. It's going to be something you will never, ever forget. And there is a deeply spiritual reason we're doing it, restoring the covenant. You can find out all about that and the reasons why we're doing it. Uh, You can find that out at glenbeck.com slash restore. Please, if you have any intent in going, please reserve your spot now um, because it's first come, first serve, and it it is extremely limited. glenbeck.com slash restore. Talk to your family here over the weekend and over the Christmas holiday and, uh, and then prepare to see us and us see you in Gettysburg, historic Gettysburg, as we restore the covenant uh, on the July 4th weekend. All right, going to take a pause. Hopefully we will have Candace Owens. I don't know if she's going to make it for the show, but she was phenomenal last night, phenomenal last night. Um, I hope she, uh, hope she arrives coming up in just a few minutes. All right. Our sponsor this half hour is Simply Safe. They have a huge offer going on. It is their biggest sale of the year, and it ends uh, when the holidays are over. Simply Safe has everything you need to protect your home and your family. There's a smart lock, a video doorbell pro to defend your front door, whole army of sensors and cameras guarding every window, door, and room in your home. And if there is a break in, they can give real time video confirmation to police as it happens. Now, this is something that only big, big, big companies have. They have video confirmation. Well, Simply Safe is the only home security system that offers video verification. It helps the police know that it's not just an alarm trip um, and a mistake. It, they know there is video verification that something is wrong in the house. That moves you to the top of the 911 list instead of the bottom. Usually it's 45 minutes for police to respond, but it's seven minutes with video confirmation only from Simply Safe. Now, the whole package is 25% off. You also get a free HD security camera. This is by far the biggest deal I think they've ever offered. It's 25% off, a free HD security camera as well. But it is limited time only. Go to simplysafebeck.com right now. Simplysafebeck.com. This is the Glenbeck program. Well, I am going to end my my last broadcast of the decade, I think, with a little disappointment. Candace, uh, I don't know if she's going to make it. Uh, if she's going to make it, she'll only be here for a couple of minutes. And she is a guest I've wanted to have on this show for a very long time. And something always comes up. Uh, I thought this was going to be the time, but she is phenomenal. I saw her speak last night. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, She's going to be uh, a power. I I bet she runs for president. She's 30 now. I bet she runs for president before she's 40. Um, Does she have to be 35, Stu? 35, yeah, yeah, constitutionally. 35. Mm -hmm. 
I think she'll I think she'll run for president by the time she's 40. The difference in her from 1 year ago. She is I mean she is working hard uh on learning history and and uh, and really thinking things through. She's impressive, really impressive. Hey, I have to tell you real quick in Brexit, uh they just had a vote in parliament on whether or not they're going to exit by January 31st. Guess what Parliament did? Guess. Guess. Come on. Guess. <laughs> Amazingly, I did see this headline, and it shocked me, I'll say. <laughs> Overwhelmingly uh, supported uh, Brexit Whoa. by January 31st. They are out. I mean, amazing. They're out. It's about time. It's, it's incredible. And, it, you know, we're having this problem in the country, and I'm telling Democrats— you're not listening to the people. You're just not hearing the people. The press is not hearing the people. And they're going to be shocked, and they're going to say somehow or another they cooked the books or whatever because they're not hearing people. And Brexit is going to happen here. It is. Well, uh, I think we should exit uh, the, uh, the, the United Kingdom uh, and the EU uh, at this point. <laughs> it's been too long. Um, I will say, too, the people have real things that they want done. And yeah. it seems like uh, the government uh, sometimes ignores them, but sometimes they do come through. Like, for example, we've talked for a really long time about getting mm-hmm. Serbian cheese up to international standards. It's been a huge uh, a, theme of the show since the beginning. And, you know, Serb- why oh, isn't oh, Serb- oh, Serbian cheese? Yeah. Yeah, I, was, I thought you The cheese they make in Serbia that, is not up yeah. to international standards. We've demanded it. And that it. really bothers me, yeah. And we finally have, uh, in, in a report released by uh, Rand Paul, who went through uh, all the budgets and found some of the more interesting items, we spent mm. uh, 20, a $22 million project uh, working to bring Serbian cheese up to international standards. So mm-hmm. finally, that's done. And uh, may I ask, I, I'm, now I'm just asking this. I'm pretending I wouldn't know the the real reason. Sure, um, you know. So just just for the dummies in the audience, mm-hmm. too. Why would we care about Serbian cheese not being up to international standards? Well, you ever and had to a- what benefit would that be to us? You know, a country that makes cheese. Well, that's a that's a weird question right off the bat. But I, I get I get your asking I know, for because everybody in there. Mm-hmm. Everybody in their car listening right now, they're all shaking their head like, that's a dumb question. But you have to think, there's, what, 190, you know, four countries in the world? Mm-hmm. What if the mm-hmm. other 193 stop making cheese? Then where do well, we go? Okay, good. See, we go to Serbia. See. We have to go there. Those, I had a Serbian uh, cheesecake cheesesteak just yesterday. It was delicious. Really? Yeah. I had a Philadelphia. It's a little closer, mm. and there's no government money involved <laughs> no? in that. Well, no, uh, uh-uh. and that's just one example, of course. There was this huge, okay, if you yeah. remember, because you said we were going into our third decade of doing this show. Yeah. Most yeah. of the first decade, and you haven't been around for mm-hmm. a long time, but most of the first decade, yeah. we started talking about how we really needed a statue of Bob Dylan in our embassy in Mozambique. And we, you know, we, it was a huge push. Because Mozambique, it's his home village. Right. That's where he came from, obviously. Bob Dylan uh, wrote a lot of village. songs about... Uh, Mozambique, Mozambique um, and I thought to myself, "Damn it! This is one statue, like the Statue of Liberty. This is one statue mm-hmm. that we should gift to Mozambique." R- right, and luckily, uh, we have we've done now, it well, finally. We've, we've at least acquired the money to do so with eighty four thousand three hundred seventy five dollars going to really? a Bob, Bob Dylan 
statue mm. in our embassy in Mozambique, and I feel really Finally. good about that. And you because know, the people of Mozambique, they walk into the embassy like everybody in Mozambique <laughs> right. does. Uh-huh. They walk into the lobby and they're like, "You know, this doesn't feel like a mirror." Oh my gosh, it's Bob Dylan. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. Now they right, know. Right. Um, yeah, it's great. And now uh, we obviously spend a lot of time talking about Laotians. Um, you know, huge. This show has been dedicated mm-hmm. to the future of Laotians, Laotians. Those things that they put over your neck when you arrive in Hawaii. Kind of, no, this is, uh, well, no. <laughs> it's not exactly that. Um, we spent okay. uh, $20 million to teach Lao to Laotians. Which, again, and, I feel like that's kind is, of their job. I mean, I, I don't know. And doesn't that seem not. like a lot of money mm-hmm. to spend to teach one kid, Lao? No. I mean, who is Lao? No. Why is... What? Yeah, that's, that's, that's for the next decade, I guess, to figure out. Okay, all right, okay. What's What else is on this list? Well, we have, because, um, you know... One thing we've been very concerned about is... Uh, well, well, it's hard to prioritize when you're talking this list. It is. These are all number one on my list. You know, uh, and look, I don't... You know, look, everyone has to be able to figure out... You know, love is love. We've talked about that many, many times. Love, love is love. Is Lao is Lao. We're not going to... Loation, not the things they Loatian. put over... Right. So yeah. we... I'm very concerned, and we've, we've talked about this many times, of frog mating calls. Like, what, what's going on with those frogs? How are they mating? Uh, how do they get each other's well, attention? Do they do, do they just dress kind of skanky? What's the what's the situation? Is, we don't know. It is mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. because they're all naked, and so after a while, when everybody's naked, it just kind of wears off. You don't look at each other. You know, there's something yeah. about slowly revealing that. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's so they're of- all naked in the first place, and. We've learned from Alex Jones, most of the frickin' frogs are gay are because gay. of fluoride. Right. So, so how, how do we get some straight... We do need to... We need some straight hookups. Uh, and they don't, have, right. uh, they don't have a Tinder for frogs. It's not even a thing. So no. this is... Well, uh, their fingers... Their finger... The problem is their fingers can't swipe because they stick to the screen. That's true. I, that's true. However, yeah. they, they do have those long tongues that if you put the phone across the room, they can... Like they're catching the the, the flies, they could just kind of yeah. swipe. They with could the just tongue. drag the other phone. That's really another to them. A totally different grant than this one. Though. Totally this was different. Four hundred and sixty-six thousand yeah. nine hundred and ninety-one dollars we spent on a grant studying frog mating calls, which I'm concerned about. I was uh, there's just not enough not enough frog sex going on because, as you point out, all the frogs are gay. Uh, so I don't know if they're having gay frog sex. That's not what this is about. Uh, this is about apparently just the frog mating calls. I can't take any more. Mm-hmm. This is the last show of the decade. And we ended and it, we what ended a it in decade. Class. <laughs> yeah, what a decade it has been, really. Uh, new season, new TV show, uh, and new specials in January. want to thank uh, Sarah, who's been here all week. Also, Rob and Steven and Robin and Kayla and Garrett. Uh, uh, and uh, Ricky, who is our director of programming at Blaze Media, who has also been uh, been here. Thank you so much, especially to you, for another great decade. See you in January.